Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, March the 27th, just afternoon. Got in my own terrible lower body leg workout here just now, a little bit earlier than normal, because, well, it's Friday. You ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. If you've never seen the movie Friday, that is a very popular quote. Uh, I would urge you to watch it in this quarantine kind of lockdown time. If nothing else, it can put you in a good mood. Um, One of my childhood favorites, probably a big reason why I am the way that I am today. Hopefully you guys still have a job, but I'm sure it's from home or maybe it's in this kind of, you know, transitional phase right now. And so that's why I'm able to get my workouts in early uh, and often during this time. So again, I try to take the positives here. Uh, along with the negatives that roll my way. But I did want to talk to you guys today about a topic that I think is specifically important, and I've touched on it over the last week and a half, but I'm going to go more into detail here, and we're going to talk about sleep and stress. Now, we have a podcast where I ran over sleep and just the basics a long time ago per a lot of the requests that you guys had. And I was just thinking about it to myself as I woke up this morning, uh, probably about 3 3.30, give or take, and then I just, you know, try to lay there and relax and actually enjoy not having to sprint, you know, and get up and start my day. And I actually fell back asleep for a little bit, which was uh, nice for me and definitely out of the normal routine of waking up at 3.50 every single day, which I've done for basically about a decade straight. And so this is kind of the first time where, you know, even though my body naturally wakes up, I don't have to go through the same routine. And I found myself feeling more recovered. Uh, less aches and pains and things with that nature. But I know right now for a lot of you, the stress level has heightened. So that is impacting the sleep one way or another. And I do want to touch on that, uh, you know, my take personally and what I think, you know, could best serve all of you. And as I was going through our old uh, a podcast on this and some blogs we've written about sleep before, uh, my homie Travis Merritt put together a nice piece called Sleep why you can't, and how to fix it. And I think that's very timely uh, in this window for all of us. And admittedly, the last probably week to 10 days, I've had probably some of the best sleep that I've ever had. Now, I talked on this earlier. There was a time in between here where all of this stuff was kind of breaking down and we didn't know what we're going to do with our business. You know, is it open? Is it closed? Is it safe? Is it not safe? And you kind of go through that oh shit moment. And to be honest with you guys, I had a hard time sleeping for probably about three nights where I would fall asleep and then wake up at like one in the morning and have that almost kind of like that stress anxiety feeling of like, oh shit, what's the next step? What's tomorrow going to bring? That uncertainty that that just kind of sits in your gut and that, that keeps me awake at night. It's the same feeling I had honestly all the way through middle school, high school and college because I hated school so much and I didn't know what anxiety was until I get older and I read about it and say, I'm like, oh shit, I've had that for 22 years, go figure. But I have not had that feeling in a very, very long time, probably over a decade. And this was the first time where I've had an uncertainty where I couldn't control it. And if you guys can't tell by listening to me, I tried to control my ecosystem and everything in it. And not so much just for for myself and for my wife and the situation that we're in, but for the people who rely on me, uh, our athletes, our clients, and our support staff here. You know, I'm responsible to provide other people. They work here for us. They've helped me build this business and they've helped serve all of you guys, whether you whether you listen to them, see them, or know them or not, they have. The the Monica's, the Jacobs, the Jacobs, the the Matt Sizemores of the world, the Esmeraldas, like we have a team of people here who makes this machine go. And when you're 
the head of a business or you're a head of a company, if you work for someplace, the number one thing they have to do is make sure the business survives. And that's why a lot of the decisions get made and that's not easy for most people. But my worry during those nights was, is how can I pay my people? If we have to close down and if we get people who leave and, and things happen to them and if they can't, you know, do their normal routine here, how can I pay my people so they can still pay their bills and they can eat and they can survive? And that's what kept me up at night. And that's why I want to touch on this about sleeping and stress because they, they go one in the same. And even if you're lucky enough, you can fall asleep. You guys know what I'm talking about that wake up in the middle of the night, that oh shit feeling. And all of you who have kids out there, bless your hearts, as much respect to you as possible. I don't know how you do it. My wife and I talk about that like almost every other day. Like, man, if we had kids, we'd be freaking the fuck out right now. And so... I my, I tip my hat to all of you guys and the first responders. Like I said before, it's been amazing. So to touch on sleep, you know, it's one of the most, I think, underrated activities that you can do for your health, your happiness, your stress levels, and obviously your transformation goals. Those of you trying to be leaner and be fitter and be healthier, you have to get quality sleep. It's when a lot of things take place. And when, when, it's, when you're devoid of it, you're not getting restorative sleep. It's like ice skating uphill. You, you, you maybe can get to your goals, but it's really fucking hard, and, and you're probably not going to reach your full potential. In fact, I'm almost certain that you will not. And I see a lot of people focusing on you know, many forms of rest and recuperations, and all the things are great. Uh, the foam rolling, the ice baths, uh, you know, the, the cryotherapies, the, the light therapies, the CBD, which on a side note, I will say, uh, and they do say the CBD helps for anxiety too. We work with the beam people here. I do take a drop of CBD every single night, a thousand milligrams to about 1500 milligrams. Uh, just one drop of the tincture. If you guys want to get hooked up with the CBD, hit me up. Uh, we work with all these companies in detail and we, we make them give us a discount code so you guys can have it so it can make it cheaper for you. That's the only way I work with anybody. If there's some kind of offer I can give to you guys to make it easier and less expensive to get into your hands. So I do take a drop of the CBD every night. I do feel it helps me stay asleep. I don't really have a problem falling asleep, but I do feel I get a deeper, more restorative sleep. And when I track it on the Whoop app, I find that I'm not waking up hardly ever other than those three days that I mentioned where I was having my own little you know, shitstorm moment. So I do take CBD every single night. I, I have found that has helped me a ton. If you guys want to go on it, hit me up. I'm happy to shoot you a link for it. Uh, they'll deliver it right to your front door. My wife actually does use the salve, and she rubs it on her soft tissue as well. I don't get into that as much, but I do take uh, the liquid form, uh, a tincture drop every single night. And again, all those things matter, but putting your same focus onto the sleep itself is going to help even more. And many of us obviously know the importance of sleep. It's why... You know, the first thing to suffer that gets cut short when you're having a hectic day typically is sleep. When you're stressed, uh, the sleep suffers. The fact is, if you want to function your best, if you want to recover for the next day, if you want to look your youngest, which let's be real, who doesn't want to look their best, right? And be your strongest and be your leanest. All those things, they come from good quality rest. They come from good quality sleep. And I believe the quote is from uh, Duffy Gaver, and the quote is, to look amazing, you have to train amazing, eat amazing, and sleep amazing, end quote. Overly simplistic, but I do believe it's true. And if you're listening to me, uh, and this podcast interests you whatsoever, you're probably looking for ways to get better sleep. Um, when you wake up, you know, in the middle of the night from that stress, from that anxiety, the question is, you know, we're trying to answer something. We're trying to find that certainty, right? And then the next thing is, how can I fall back asleep now? You know, like, can I count sheep? What, whatever metric you use to do, um, because you know you have to get X amount of hours of sleep per night to look and feel your best. So 
the first thing I would suggest is, A, your pillows. What kind of pillows are you guys using? And are they allowing you to have like the proper kind of spinal alignment? I know we don't talk about this a lot. I remember I was with Dan John a couple years back, and I remember he was talking about athletes that they work with. And they try to get the athletes down to the least amount of pillows possible. And what he means is he works with a lot of you know former NFL guys who are retired, former Olympians. Dan John is a beast himself. He would talk about some of these guys would come in, these older NFL guys who played forever and got the shit kicked out of them, and they would have to sleep with nine pillows. They'd sleep with nine pillows per night. Let that sink in for a second. Their body was set up in a way where like the pillows were all had them propped up with their arms, their legs, their back, with their neck, just so they could get sleep because the body was was so sore and so stiff and so tight. So what they tried to do is through obviously multiple channels, get them down to less pillows so they can be in that kind of proper alignment. Now obviously everybody's gonna be different here, but if you look at your pillow, does it have a ton of drool stains on it? Is it floppy and you had to fold it several times just to kind of you know, fit into the head position? Or is it too firm, you know, that your, you know, arm almost kind of falls asleep because you're locked into place on it. Now, many of us know the benefits of a legit mattress, but what about the pillows, right? Like, I don't think we talk about that as much. Now, you can have a, a $10,000 mattress, but if you got the same old ass, lame, yellow stained, drool filled pillow that you had in college, I think you're probably missing the boat. And I think that's probably a crucial step we don't talk about. Now, the right pillow can keep your spine in that proper alignment, at least help it. And if your spine is in good alignment, I believe there's going to be better blood flow. You're going to be in a more natural position, which is less stress on the body, i.e. you probably will wake up less often throughout the night. So no longer waking up, you know, to your arm is asleep or your neck has this horrible kind of pinch nerve creaking it. I think we've all been there. I've had it myself, which is super annoying, which by the way, most of the time you can rub it uh, with like a Tim Tam or like some soft tissue or your fingers to manually manipulate it. But sometimes it takes a day or two to go away. And a lot of that times can be from head position or the pillow position we're in. And an excellent way to judge this is if you lay down your favorite pillow and you take a picture of your upper body torso and your neck alignment, if it appears unnatural, I would say you probably can change the pillow or at least give something else a try. And I'd recommend getting something that's, you know, maybe adjustable because hell, you know, you're not quite sure what, what's supposed to feel good. And an inexpensive option would be, uh, it's like that Coop, C-O-O-P pillow. I think you guys can probably get it on Amazon. They'll probably shoot you right to your front door. Um, and allow you to kind of adjust, you know, the, the stuffing or, or the fullness and the softness of the hardness until you can find the support you like. And again, we're not saying a pillow is the answer, but it's probably a good starting point for a lot of you guys if you've addressed your mattress issue. If your mattress looks like you found it behind a dumpster, it might be time to upgrade to a new one at some point or at least find a setting or a stiffness and a firmness that works for you and your spouse if and your dog, if you're like me and your dog sleeps you know, in your bed with you, which ours has for the last 10 years every single night. It's almost comical. My wife and I have a king-size bed and we're so far apart because the dog is in between us every single night. Like we never touch like other than like having sex and stuff. Like when we're sleeping, like I'm in my own little fortress and she's in her own little fortress too because the dog is in the middle. And you ever find like your dog, no matter where they can be in the whole house, we have spare bedrooms in our house, we have couches, we have all the spot. Our dog has a bed, she never uses it, sleeps right in our bed and has to lay in a way in a perfectly like this diagonal stretched out way where no human can possibly lay perfect. And we are so weird as dog people. We kind of like curl up or we like 
curve around the dog so the dog can be comfortable. It really is sad what we do. Uh, but again, we, we love her like she's a part of the family. So that's our that's our issue at our house. If the, if the sleep is wrong, we got to kick the dog off the bed. But the next thing I'm going to talk about, uh, caffeine. And I think a lot of you guys are probably more sensitive than you think to caffeine. And, you know, for me, I can probably still, you know, drink coffee uh, and still fall asleep relatively fast most nights because I'm probably so used to it. And I don't think that's necessarily a great thing. But caffeine obviously is a stimulant. And if you can fall asleep after a cup of coffee or another energy drink, then you're probably a lot more tired than you realize. I don't know if I can now, but in my normal life, I know a lot of times when I work here late, typically I'm still working here late most days when life is running normal. Two days per week, like my Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm drinking a cold brew at like 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, and then trying to go to sleep at 9, which I usually fall asleep instantly. That just means you know, my body is probably begging to go to sleep, and that's not a great habit for me. I used to do it every day. Now I've gotten out of that habit because I do think it affects me over time. So... It is true, though, uh, that some people are genetically like fast metabolizers of caffeine, like anything. Genetically, we're all different, but not as many people as you think are that. And I think a lot of us do drink caffeine too late in the day, and I do think it hinders our sleep in one way or the other. When you know you look at like genetic testing across the board, I think, and you can pull some of these studies up; they're out there. Only about probably fifteen percent of people. Uh, are actually probably faster metabolizers of caffeine. Everyone else, we're just tired. We're just exhausted, right? And again, caffeine isn't bad. I love it. I'm actually, if you're watching me on YouTube right now, I still have my coffee with me from this morning that I got. Again, I've been trying to, aside, I've been trying to shop local as much as humanly possible through this. All the places that are still open. If I can go to my local coffee place, I do support them. Is it expensive? Sure, but. I want them to be around when this shit's over. I drastically do. So if you guys can support local, your local gyms, your local restaurants, your local pickup places, anything you can do, um, I think it matters because we want these people to survive and be around when all this shit is over with. But I love caffeine. It's it's not a bad thing. I consider it a good thing personally, um, but in moderation, obviously. And again, I think for most of you, cutting the caffeine out, you know, 10 hours before bed is probably one of the best options you can do. Even though you may be one of the fast metabolizers of caffeine, it can still take a while for your body to calm down to the effects of it. So if nothing else, I would say cut caffeine off by noon or by like two o'clock at the latest. So that at least gives you guys six, seven, eight, nine hours to to let it run its course. I'm not going to tell you guys how to live your life, but I know the later in the day you drink it, uh, it can have, you know, an adverse effect and, and actually keep you up and hurt you more than it can help you later in the day. And even if your state of mind, you know, may not be amped up anymore and you don't feel the effects of it, your body very well could still, you know, be in that active kind of ready state to go, which won't allow for a very quick or deep restful sleep, which I think is the key, getting that, you know, deep restorative sleep where your body can go through all the cycles and actually repair itself and regulate the hormones and do all the amazing things it does when we sleep. Keep our immune system functioning at a high level is another one. The next thing we're talking about is food. And this is what I probably see cause most people to stay up and not sleep well um, is the food they eat, honestly. And I think at the end of the day, it all comes down to real food, right? Like we are what we consume on every level. And ideally, most of you guys would want to stop eating a couple hours before you go to bed to kind of minimize the digestion. Now, some foods you shouldn't be eating and some foods are obviously going to be harder on the body to digest than others and some of them are going to cause digestive issues 
And those digestive issues can actually interrupt your sleep. You know what I'm talking about. If you get like the meat sweats or you got the bubble guts or you're, you know, you're a fart monster in bed, you're giving your wife or husband the Dutch oven, you know, we all been there. It's not fun for your partner and it's not fun for you. So I would urge you not to do those things right before you go to sleep. And again, have you ever gone to bed with like a bloated, bloated stomach, right? Like this kind of food coma food baby. And then you slept like crap. And that's a recipe for disaster. You have to get out of that routine. For most people, the last meal of the day probably should be lighter or earlier in the day than you think you need to have it and composed, you know, of things that are close to nature as humanly possible. Real food, protein, produce, water, and things that are going to minimize the potential, uh, you know, digestive issues that it could cause. I'd also recommend taking the probiotic on the regular or taking your athletic greens uh, before your first meal. And if you take it twice a day, which I've been doing recently, I take it basically before meal one and I take it before my second meal. I only eat twice a day, so that tends to work for me. Now, admittedly, I do eat probably my biggest meal later in the day, but I do it early enough to where it doesn't bother me. And again, that works for me. And I'm not eating so much where I'm like bloated and sick and gross. I'm eating real food. So if I'm eating salmon and asparagus... I'm not eating so much where I want to, you know, shit puke on myself because it's salmon and asparagus. It's not pizza and french fries. If I was eating pizza and french fries, I would eat, eat, and eat, and eat until every single thing is gone, and then I probably want to eat some more. I've never overate on asparagus. I've never overate on Brussels sprouts. Like, you just self-regulate with real food so much better, and I think that's the key for many of you guys. The next thing we're talking is routine. Uh, I think routine is the heart of any success of any of us in business and education and relationships and fitness and nutrition and life. The routine is everything. Humans, we are creatures of habit. In many ways, we love routine. Our bodies need it. Uh, we crave it. Very systematic. Uh, if you look at sleep patterns, the circadian rhythm, that's what, our, that's what we do. And we do it well. And when we find a routine that works, we can stick to it. We can always enhance it, right? But we find something. That works for our body naturally. And the more we can regulate that, the more regular everything else is. Our sleep, our digestion, everything. So you may notice that your body will start to get hungry at certain times of the day. And you also probably get tired at certain times of the day. Without even realizing it, you'll see that you've created a routine that your body is used to. And obviously, side note, the kicker, not all routines are good, right? So the goal is to create good routines, good sleep routines. Obviously, if you get into a routine of, you know, drinking wine every single night, two, three, four glasses, that's not a great routine. If you get into a routine of eating a pound of trail mix every other day, it's not a good routine. I used to be in a routine of chewing tobacco a tin a day every single day. I used to be in a routine of drinking alcohol and abusing it every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Those are not good routines. The good routines elicit good results. It's common sense. And the routine especially before bed, is paramount in helping you fall asleep and stay asleep. So ideally, you want to create this nighttime ritual or routine that's going to allow the body to send signals, hey, idiot, it's time for bed. Let's kind of wind things down. Personally, uh, I'll list off some things that work for me and that I've seen work for clients here. For a lot of people, two hours before bed, the last meal. Um, so I wouldn't eat any sooner than that. If you guys need a couple hours before, great. So if you eat at six, you go to sleep at nine, I think you're okay. So the meal, a couple hours before bed. And then I personally take most of my supplements before then. Like I said, I take athletic greens twice a day. I do the beam CBD, uh, every night before I go to sleep. 
I'll take an additional probiotic. I'll take like, you know, the D3, a biotint, those things. I'll actually do a, a YouTube video for you guys. I'll throw it on IGTV on my immunity supplements, you know, during this kind of season we're in right now so you can see it. But I do take a majority of my supplements before I go to sleep. I find that works best for me. Uh, again, probably about two hours before I go to bed with my last meal, uh, I find works well. And then again, about an hour before bed, we start to, if my wife and I have time to decompress and chill, especially right now during this time, uh, if we find a show on Netflix or a movie or something, uh, or if we sit outside by the fire, we dim the lights at our house. We kind of make it a little bit darker right? change the ambience, obviously. I think lighting is a huge thing. I can do a whole podcast on lighting, honestly. Uh, making your house darker. If it's warm where you're at, turning the AC down or just having the house be a little bit cooler. I tend to sleep better when it's a little bit cooler as opposed to a little bit warmer. Uh, and again, 30 minutes before you go to sleep, if you can start to get off electronics, I actually don't sleep with my phone in the room. I actually put my phone in the bathroom. So a lot of people will text me late at night and they'll get crushed by me at four in the morning. Cause Hey, at eight 30, I'm not looking at my phone anymore. It's done. So my phone's actually in the other room. Our iPads are in the other room. I am guilty of like keeping a TV on uh, to fall asleep and my wife hates it. It's a terrible habit I've gotten to. I'm trying to get better at it. But usually what's happening now is I'll fall asleep before her and then she'll turn it off and it's off. You know what I mean? When I say I turn the TV on, like I'm in bed for like, you know, I watch The Office for like 14 minutes and I'm like asleep. Uh, it just, it puts me in a good mood and then that's why I do it or Parks and Recs or whatever I'm into. I actually watch a lot of Indiana Jones lately. Um, again, it's the nostalgia of being a kid. Those things just make me feel good in these kind of uncertain times. And like doing shit that makes me feel good just changes the scope of, of how I go to sleep and how I dream and how I think. And I think that can go a long way for you guys. But I'm guilty of that. But if you can shut off all electronics, TVs, phones, iPads about 30 minutes before bed, that can go a long way. Typically 15 minutes uh, before I go to sleep, I'll do my kind of nightly routine. You know, uh, wash my face wash my ass if I need to, uh, brush my teeth, kind of get cleaned up. I find uh, floss. I've been really good at flossing lately, and I was terrible as a kid, and I've gotten way better. Those little floss picks, game changer. But if you can find, you know, and me personally, uh, find your routine that, that works for you, like your nighttime routine. My wife is probably like putting on the, the crazy face creams and stuff or whatever uh, you women do to make you look so beautiful. Uh, I just kind of go all natural. If you can tell, I look like a younger Bruce Willis, even though every day I'm looking like an older Bruce Willis. I find that asleep, I sleep better when I have that, you know, kind of clean uh, feeling before bed, you know, clean shirt, clean underwear, all the normal things. Uh, I don't like to sleep when I feel, you know, sweaty and dirty and kind of that, you know, grime on me. Again, my wife is great about, you know, washing her sheets all the time, putting on new sheets, folding them, making the bed. I'm terrible at it. Uh, I love her for it. And that does help me sleep better, I think. It just feels more comfortable and more relaxed. And again, like I said, making the room as dark as possible, trying to shut out all the natural lights. I do have a little alarm clock by my bed, but I actually face it away from me so I don't see the little red numbers. And so basically our room is as, as dark and as black as it can be. And for me, if my mind is still active, I'll try to, you know, read a book if I, if I can or, you know, again, I turn on the office really quick even though the light is not amazing. But I'll try to read things or go over things for me mostly, you know, personal development based or just kind of, I don't know how to say it, like psychology-based things that I can kind of, you know, let my mind just be at ease with it um, and helps me kind of fall asleep. That's why I watch the same shows because I know it's going to happen. If I turn on like Ozarks is coming out tonight, by the way, season three, which is going to be legit. But if I watch Ozarks, like three episodes, 
I'll want to watch episode four and five and six. I have a hard time doing that, so I have to put a hard stop on anything that's new. That's why I watch the same shows over and over again because it helps my brain just kind of relax and just not think about the shit. I don't watch the news. I don't read any business reports or financial things. Nothing that's serious. I just can't do that before bed. It'll drive me fucking crazy. So I would urge you guys to try that or something similar. That work. Again, whatever works for you. I'm just sharing what I found work for myself and for clients here for us. But try something similar for the next couple of weeks or the next month, and I think you'll notice you'll fall asleep faster, and you'll hit those deeper states of sleep a lot sooner, which I believe is most crucial for you guys. And again, another tip I would share, mobility. Uh, sounds familiar, Jeremy. You talk about mobility all the time, because it's the one thing you can take with you for the rest of your life. If you lose it, the quality of your life just sucks. So I do believe mobility is the key. But if you find after you know, you, you bought an expensive pillow and a mattress and you, you, you tried all the sleep stuff and you still can't get comfortable. One of the reasons is because you're too tight. You're not mobile enough. You're not flexible enough. Your body is bound up and sore and you got scar tissues and knots and shit all over your body, kind of pulling it out of alignment and making it feel not its best. And when your muscles are already tight, you know, pulling at your knees and your hips and your low back and your hamstrings, it becomes this nightly routine of tossing and turning, trying to find a comfortable sleep position. You can have all the fanciest shit in the world, but if your tissue quality sucks and your body is not aligned properly because you haven't been taking care of it, I don't think any of the other stuff really matters. I mean, it does, but not enough, right? Like, you got to take care of the tissue in your body. And I think you're going to find, if you're not sleeping well, but you're trying to find a way to lay down that your body doesn't hurt or your body isn't falling asleep until it's time to to really get up, it's probably the mobility. It's probably your tissue quality and there's some things that you can work on. And one of the better things you can do to loosen up is, you guessed it, stretch, foam roll, and go through a nightly mobility routine. In fact, on Instagram yesterday, I just shared a free mobility playlist we put together for you guys. It's 100% free. There's people out there charging like hundreds of dollars for the shit we just put out for free. And you can have it. If you can't find it, message me. If you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, there's a full mobility playlist. You can get it on there. Jeremy's got fitness on YouTube. It's free. And again, the mobility guy, we just basically put all that stuff together and then some and a diagnostic checklist of tissue that you guys can get. And it doesn't cost you a thing. I'm giving it away to help you guys. It's how much I give a shit about you. So pick it up. Click it. Watch it. There's a, like a five-minute flow you could do every single night before bed. could be a huge game changer. Now again, it's not an overnight fix for sure. You're not going to go from being, you know, a bound up bag of shit to being, you know, Cirque du Soleil overnight, but becoming more flexible and more mobile is just like trying to lose weight. It's something that you should work towards and be diligent about every single day. Like we've talked about before, the daily habits, rituals, and routines. So again, take 10 minutes to foam roll your tight, achy, hot, trouble spots, stretch, Move your body through space. Get flexible. And what you'll notice is each day, each week, you'll toss and turn less. And you'll start to sleep deeper and longer. And you'll feel better. Eventually, you'll be able to sleep with a rested, relaxed body without pulling on all your joints. But you have to put the work in to get there. And again, we'll touch on this quick. I said it already a little bit with the TVs and phones. You guys have all heard this before. You've read the studies. It's been on every news outlet all over the world for probably a couple years. 
Bright screens before bed can disrupt sleep. And again, I'm guilty of it too. I'm working on getting rid of it. I've come a long way. And uh, I'm like you guys, I'm not perfect. I'm always willing to improve. But our bodies are designed to rise and fall asleep, you know, kind of with the sun and with the temperature and with, again, the circadian rhythm of like how the earth is moving, kind of how we move, right? So when the sun goes down and it gets dark, your body starts to produce this melatonin, which will gradually make you feel sleepy. This product goes on through the night until the early hours of the morning or the signs of the light. I guess that's probably why I feel I'm getting the best sleep ever lately because I'm not, you know, going on just my work schedule. I'm trying to go on the earth schedule, which tends to work better, i.e. the economy and people. It doesn't really work that way in the fitness industry. So I'm going to take this, you know, hopefully short season of it as a gift. But again, that's how us as humans are supposed to work with the rise and the fall of the sun and the rise and fall of the temperatures. Uh, there's a lot of studies on this. I talked about it in our previous podcast a lot. But when you guys are, you know, watching TV and playing on your phone and addicted to social media and Netflix and all this shit, so close to bed, that light that emanates can delay the secretion of melatonin and disrupt the hormones that are supposed to be rolling on in your body. And that's why we say try not to do it you know, the later in the evening it gets. And again, most of us are probably guilty of it now because these phones are like, you know, we're already cyborgs. We're just we're just not quite melted into the phone yet, but we're as close as we can humanly be at this point. And again, you may still feel like you can fall asleep. And again, I'm guilty of it too. But studies have shown that over and over that sleeping with the TV on or too much light too close to bed does affect how deeply you sleep. It ends up looking more like a cat nap, right? when you really look at it like deep down as opposed to you know just sleeping at solid six or seven eight hours and so to prevent this try your best to turn off all electronics and phones and screens and ipads 30 minutes to an hour before bed if you can i think the longer you can go you know probably the better and you might have to sit down and talk to your loved one, which I know for some of you is painful, uh, in all seriousness, no, but talk to them and just have a conversation quick or read a book and you'll find that you're probably going to fall asleep a lot sooner and a lot deeper if you can make that a new routine. And again, spending time fixing your sleep, spend time working on sleeping better, spend more time enhancing your quality of sleep. It's an investment that's going to pay you guys back like tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. There's no, there's nothing more important, I don't think, than a lot of you guys, other than eating real food and filling your body with legit stuff than getting quality sleep. And just think of it this way. When you sleep well, you'll look good. You're mentally sharper. You're quicker. You're more energetic. You're on point. You're just a, you're just a gangster overall, right? So basically, you'll feel like you can take over the world and kick the shit out of anybody. And when you sleep crappy, everything else tends to be crappy too. So again, no more crappy sleep, you guys. Focus on getting the best sleep possible, especially in this season that we're in where we're trying to keep our immune system high to be avoid of the viruses and shit that's going around right now. Uh, I think really trying to, and again, if you have the time to do it, if you're working from home, if you still you know, have to do work, but your schedule is a little bit lax, I do think this is probably the one time you can really change a routine and change a habit and change a pattern and really kind of get into it. So I wanted to share that just because, again, I had a couple stressful nights of not sleeping great. And now for the last probably seven to 10 days, 
I've had some of the best sleep I've ever had, even though today I woke up a little bit earlier than normal. And after I was stressing about stuff, my mind was just wandering, thinking about things like what I have to get done, what do we have to do, like all of you do. But I think the better routine you can get in and fill your head with positive things and feed your body real good nutrient-dense foods, make sure you're doing mobility and getting a good 30 to 40 minute sweat in every single day, I think that'll be the key. And again, like everything, everything's connected. It's all one and the same. If you, it's like a success wheel of life, right? Like it's rolling down the road. And if you're missing a couple spokes of the wheel, it's not going to run as smooth. And sleep just happens to be a, a pretty big, important spoke. So take it for what it is, you guys. If you have any questions for me on more detailed sleep or patterns or... If you want to hook up with the Beam CBD stuff, I'm happy to share it with you guys. 20% off to everybody always. You just use code Jeremy Scott to get it. It's on my Instagram story pretty much every single day because I'm trying to share my kind of life routine with you guys right now because I do have a little bit more free time. I don't want to say free time. It's not right because I'm actually doing way more shit now behind the scenes. But I can share a lot more with you in real time because I'm not working with humans hours and hours per day because we're all kind of locked up at home. So... Anything else you guys want from me, just ask it, request it, and I'll keep pumping out as much stuff as I can to help you. And if you are on iTunes, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Please drop me a five-star and leave a comment on the iTunes podcast app. Go to your podcast app right now. Scroll your finger all the way down. Five-star ratings and reviews. Drop me it. If you're on a MacBook or an iPad, hit the iTunes icon. Hit five-star ratings and reviews. I truly do appreciate it. And if you think... Anybody can benefit from this. If you have a friend who struggles with sleep or if you have clients who struggle with sleep, whether you're a doctor, you're a nurse, you're a fitness professional, share this with them. I think it can go a long way and improve the quality of their life. And that's what this is about. Us just trying to move better, feel better, look better, and live a overall more badass life. And if you're on YouTube right now, thank you guys for watching. Uh, I appreciate you guys more than you know. Share this over there as well. So... I'll be back either tomorrow or the next day with uh, some stuff for you guys. But if you want to hear anything, just request it. I'll do my best to get it out to you again. A lot of stuff coming on the newsletter lately. Instagram, Facebook, we're all over the place right now just trying to pour as much awesomeness out into the world as humanly possible for you in this hectic, crazy time we're living in. So thank you guys. I appreciate you more than you know. And until next time. Eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.